With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's KFI AM 640, and you're listening to The Conway Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Oh, the rain. Pretty much done, which is great. I was just looking at the radar. It looks like a few of you are seeing some sprinkles, as my grandmother used to say, sprinkles. Uh, We've seen some sprinkles around, which is, yeah, listen, we'll take some sprinkles. Not, all in all, not so bad was listening uh, earlier today. It it just happens that I I catch uh, some of uh, Bill and I catch some of uh, Gary and Shannon when I'm, I'm driving around. And, of course, Wayne Resnick's been in for Bill Handel all week and and I was listening to uh, Shannon and Neil Saavedra uh, were in there earlier. I forgot where I was going with this. Whatever it was, it was uh, it was an interesting conversation. Good talk. Uh, pull up their uh, podcast, and you'll probably figure out what I meant to say. So that's good. I'm glad we, we're having this off to a wonderful, wonderful start uh, thus far. It happens. But normally brain farts don't come until uh, the second or third hour. So I'm feeling really good about that. Uh, the rain continues and uh, and it dissipates and uh, generally not so bad. But we did have one rain casualty. I was saddened to see this. Uh, oftentimes we lose our minds when it starts to rain. But uh, in this case, uh, I don't think this was somebody losing their minds. Uh, drivers, you've probably seen it before. They get a little nutty when the roads get wet. That didn't see. I don't think that's the case here. I was uh, taking a look at this crash that happened, and uh, KKL had the report on it. We have learned that one person has died because of that crash this morning, but I need you to take a look behind me right now. The truck finally pulled from the water that's been there since about 3.45 this morning. You can see just how mangled that truck that was involved in this is. L.A. Sheriff deputies on scene tell me that they believe a driver lost control of this truck you are looking at. It hydroplaned. You're not looking at it because radio, but I will tell you, Mangled is a good word for it. Yeah. Wow. This truck was a mess, and it took them many, many hours to recover it. Bad situation. 
all the way around. Bad sitch. Crash into the median, forcing that vehicle to fly off the bridge here and crash into the water in the Dominguez Channel below. Take a look at these aerial shots from our chopper. The driver was pulled from that vehicle that was left just completely mangled and submerged in the water that you can see here from earlier this morning. And unfortunately, we have since learned that that driver hmm. did not survive. Uh -oh. The video from the chopper showing us that scene this morning, the mangled truck in the channel. All right. The truck is mangled. We're getting that. That's the third time now she's mentioned that. Yeah. And so much damage done by this solo wreck by simply how crumbled the condition of that truck is at now. You can just see that. And yeah, We can. You've mentioned that now. Uh, okay. And search and rescue teams were in the water for a few hours as well, looking for a possible second victim oh. here. Now, we have since learned that investigators are no longer looking for anyone else okay. who could have been involved in this crash. The driver of the truck yeah. was taken to the hospital where we have since learned did right. not survive this morning's wreck. You, you mentioned that. Okay. That call came in around 345 this morning, and we yeah. do know that rain was pouring before this incident happened. Okay. We know that there were some spotty showers throughout the morning but we know it came down pretty heavy earlier and we know the truck was driving on avalon boulevard right before that 405 northbound on ramp in this area yeah and then was the trunk was the truck mangled at all or what was the deal we do not know the speed of the driver uh -huh. or the condition of the driver at the time of the crash yeah. but what we do know is that the rain was really coming down at that time all right so here's what we've learned i don't know if you guys were keeping track uh the rain was really coming down heavy rains raining really hard uh it was not raining uh, really hard all night, but sometimes, and it was certainly running, uh, raining really hard at that time. Uh, the rain was coming down, uh, not uh, not as hard at other times, but this time very hard. Also, the truck was mangled. It was crashed. It was crushed. It was twisted. It was mangled. Uh, the truck, uh, when it wrecked, uh, it was mangled. Wrecked mostly because it was raining really hard at that time, and the driver we've learned was taken to the hospital and unfortunately has passed away because they were driving in very heavy rain, and the truck uh, crashed and was mangled in the canal. Got mangled, crashed, crunched up, and the driver uh, passed away. We learned uh, through the heavy rain, the truck. Wow, this is great. I should have been in TV news. Wait. Oh. Chris? Yeah? Are you, are you saying it was raining really hard? I didn't hear that in the report. Uh, oh. I'll have to go back and, and uh, evaluate and see. Um, I, I didn't hear that. Did you? Uh, also, uh, Angel, did you pick up on the condition of the driver? Do we know? I didn't, I didn't Other than um, he was hauled to the hospital? Uh, oh, yeah. Was he hauled to the hospital? Okay think so uh, i wonder if that truck is okay though i couldn't couldn't tell if that yeah was really I, I didn't catch that part i didn't i missed I, that i don't i don't yeah. know yeah all right well i feel like that was just some incomplete reporting then um didn't answer some of the main questions that we had uh how about the rain throughout the rest of the day and i always wonder and i was watching uh, ktla this morning and I, I was thinking how accurate can these meteorologists be uh, I did some work in the Bay Area, and you know they've got those microclimates up there around San Francisco, they, and it's so bizarre. The, the they've got these. It'd be sunny here, and a block over, it'll be uh, it'll be raining really heavy, uh, and it's just weird microclimates they have up there. And I always wondered how hard it was as a meteorologist to really drill down and tell you exactly when and where it's going to rain. Well, they answered that for me this morning at KTLA. We can never decide or at least forecast where thunderstorms are going to pop up. We know there's a chance of thunderstorms, yeah. but we can't say, oh, Pomona, you're getting a thunderstorm at 3 p.m. or Riverside, you're getting one. We have no idea. So, so, hmm. starting to feel like this whole weather career is kind of a made-up profession, too, then. Hmm.
That scenario still exists for today. Yeah. Chances some pop up thunderstorms. Oh, a chance of pop up thunderstorms, but 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 where will they be? Like for instance, could you tell me if it's going to be in Pomona around 3 p.m.? But we can't say, oh, Pomona, you're getting a thunderstorm at 3 p.m. Well, why not? There's still always a risk that some of these stray little showers behind the system could make their way into tomorrow morning's forecast. But 95% of us uh-huh. are going to be looking at sunshine tomorrow morning oh, and a smooth sailing forecast right through the weekend. All right, so 95% of people will have a smooth sailing forecast. As for those 5%, uh... I don't. Did you happen to catch? Do we know where that five percent is going to be? Like, like roughly, could we guess? Say, if I were to say that there might be a thunderstorm uh, popping up, would that be maybe three o'clock ish around Pomona? But we can't say. Oh, Pomona, you're getting a thunderstorm at three p.m. Oh. All right. So far, things are going really well. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, it stopped raining. Wasn't quite so bad. Uh, oh, I think I remembered what my brain fart was earlier. As uh, uh, Shannon was was talking about how it was a, it was a little overblown. We had some rain, but I think she was pointing out the LA Times had some article about how the rain is finally coming to an end, and I thought it was hilarious because Shannon was so right. She's like, "It's been three days of rain, people." I know Ventura got a lot a little more than than uh, than say Riverside did, but it's. It's three. It's rain, people. It's three days. This was this was not biblical. We probably probably are 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 getting through this, right? So, yeah, I thought it was a little bit funny, but we do overreact. My wife worked for um, uh, one of the labs that she worked for in San Diego before she went to work for the one she's with now. She used to have to drive in, and and uh, I think it was only about a ten fifteen minute drive. We were actually pretty close. And she was, uh, I don't know, manager at the time or something. But she had an employee that called and said they would not be coming in. And my wife, uh, you know, follows up and says, oh, okay, all right, are you okay? Right? I think that's a reasonable question. I don't think that's prying too much. You know how it is with, you know, employee rights. I don't have to tell you. Uh, but she wasn't calling in sick. She just said, I'm not going to be able to make it in today. And my wife responds and says, are you okay? And the woman replied, I'm fine. But it's raining. And I have to tell you. That one blew my mind a little bit. She refused to drive when the roads were wet at all. And there was a little piece of me that was kind of, uh, uh, I suppose, incredulous about it. Like, really? You can't drive because the roads are wet and it's raining. Are you an adult? Get your butt to work. There's this piece of me that, that responds that way. But then I got to thinking more about it. And I told my wife, I said, that has to upset you that she didn't come into work simply because it's raining because you had to get to work. My wife said to me, this was smart. This is when when I said I thought about it. What I meant was my wife told me to think about it. And what my wife said was, you know, I don't mind because if she's afraid of driving when the roads are wet, I don't want her on the road with me. And I thought, you, this is why I married you. You're much smarter than me. And she was right. So if you don't do very well on the wet roads and you're one of those people that white knuckles it every time you see a little bit of moisture, eh, just stay off the roads. Uh, and I will be an advocate for you. Listen, how many bad drivers do you want on the roads when it's raining? As few as possible. So if you know you're a bad driver, I appreciate you. 
we're going to give you a scarlet D to wear around whenever it starts raining so we all know that you're the bad driver. But I appreciate if you just stay off the road. That's self-awareness. You are a self-actualized individual. You should be proud of that. All right, we'll continue. I've got L.A. Law next. Chris Merrill in for Tim Conway Jr., uh, KFI AM 640. We are live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to Tim Conway Jr. On Demand from KFI AM 640. Oh, uh, 2024 is going to be a, well, it's a year of change. Every year is. Of course, we get to the end of the year, and then we end up finding out that uh, whatever we were doing the year before wasn't quite good enough. And we know that because they keep changing the laws to make the world around us a safer place. And that's exactly what they're going to do in 2024. It's L.A. Law. Here's what we know about 2023. We were doing it wrong. It's wild. And by the time we get to 2025, we're going to look back and say, you know what we were doing in 2024? Everything wrong. That's what we're going to do. But now, the new law that's set to go into effect on January 1, a week from Monday, is that, this is going to blow your mind, police have to tell you why they pulled you over. What? What? I don't know about you, but I tend to have these... These, I don't know if you want to call them fantasies or daydreams, uh, whatever it is. It's it's sort of like when you were a kid and you used to imagine scenarios in the bathroom mirror. Did you guys do that or am I alone on this? Was I just like weirdo or did you do this where you were, you kind of look at yourself, you'd have a full conversation imagining some sort of a scenario. I used to imagine I was fighting people in the mirror and I was like, I give them the, I give them the left jab and a right look and I yeah. And then I would, oh, yeah, are you looking at me? Kind of a taxi driver, you know what I'm talking about? When Robert De Niro is like, you looking at me? Hey, you looking at me? I used to do that one as a kid. Give him a I don't what do that so much anymore. Yeah, you do that. Did you do it? Please tell me I'm not alone on this. I, Am I just a I, I, I had those kind of moments, but I didn't do it like in the mirror, but I totally know what you're talking about. You're like, you talk yourself up and you hype yourself yeah. up. Like, I'm going to get it. Do, you know, I'm going to do this and this and that. It's kind of like when you have those arguments after yes. the fact. Yes. <laughs> oh, I should have said. A, B, and C. I would have said this, and that they would have said this, yep. and I could have said this. Yeah. I think George Costanza did that a lot, right? When he was coming up with the, it's well, the jerk <laughs> store called, right? Like, in his mind, that played out a certain way. So good. Yeah. He was so right. proud so, of it, too. Right. And that's, and that's right. how we all are. We all get proud of it after the fact, because you're like, oh, that would have been the that's best. That's what I should have said. There it is. That's what always happens to me whenever I get pulled over. Because the truth is, if I get pulled over, and I haven't been pulled over in a while because I, I really, as I've gotten older, honestly, you know what stopped me from speeding so much is I bought a hybrid, and the, I uh, I became obsessed with the gas mileage. I had this uh, Ford Fusion, and it had, like, the better your gas mileage, the more it would, it had, like, this display, and it would grow little leaves on the end of a, of a stalk. And as your gas mileage went down, the leaves would die and fall <laughs> off, and that always made me sad. <laughs> so I really started to slow down, and now I... Getting a little bit older, I got more brains than than testosterone now, and so I just I don't worry about. It. I haven't been stopped in a long time, but whenever I got stopped, it was always yes sir, yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. You know, do you know why I pulled you over? I I believe you pulled me over because I was speeding through this zone. That was that was me, right? But as soon as I got done with that stop, my brain went to right to, straight to taxi driver and George Costanza. <sighs> Do you know why I pulled you over? 
Well, I'm sure you're going to tell me. Right? Exactly. Do you know why I pulled you over? I believe telling me why you pulled me over is your job, officer. Right? That's always in my mind, but of course I'm never going to say that. The last time I got stopped, uh, I think this is the last time I got pulled. Uh, no, I didn't. It's, I've been stopped since, but uh, only once or twice. I was. Uh, I got a job in uh, in San Diego, and I was on the air on Friday in Kansas City, and I had to be to San Diego to, so I could be on the air at the new job on Monday. So I got off the air. I I jumped in my car and I flew. And I was, I had just bought a new radar detector, too. By the way, what I'm telling you is a story so that you'll learn from my mistakes, not repeat my mistakes. This is not me bragging. So I had all my stuff in my car, and I jet out of there, and I start hauling tail. And if you've ever driven across western Kansas and eastern Colorado, you know there is nothing. It is just straight road. So I got my, my uh, 2007 Chrysler 300. Up to, uh, well, according to the officer, I was going 101 miles per hour when he stopped me. Nice. I got Yeah, I got right across the, the, the Colorado border, and my radar detector never went off. And all of a sudden, there's lights in my rearview mirror. I don't think he needed to have a, a radar to know that I was going too fast. But he did. He told me what I was doing. And uh, he comes up to the car, and he says, have you been drinking? And I said, no, sir. So he asked why I was going so fast, and I explained it to him. And he says, all right, well, stay right there. So he comes back, and he brings me the ticket, and he says, are you sure you haven't been drinking? And I said, no. He says, when was the last time you had a drink? I said, well, I had, I had uh, two beers last night or two glasses of wine, whatever it was. He says, uh, would you mind taking a breathalyzer? No, I'll take a breathalyzer. That's fine. So it's the only time I've ever had a breathalyzer. I took it and blew, you know, double zeros. He goes, okay, you're on your way. Later, I found out that it was because I have a, a shaver in my car that had, um, uh, it was it's an automatic cleaning shaver. And the cleaning solution is uh, is alcohol-based, and it had spilled in my bag. And so I didn't even notice it as I was driving, but uh, when I got back in the car the next morning, it was an overwhelming smell of alcohol, and then I, I realized what was going on, and I knew what the officer was on about. But in my mind, I thought, oh, you know, when he asked if I was drinking and if I would take a breathalyzer, I should have said, I'll tell you what, let's put a bet on it. If I've been drinking, you haul me away right now, no questions asked. But if I haven't, you tear up that ticket. In my mind, that worked out. I never employed it, and there's this piece of me that's kind of curious what would have happened. I'm sure it wouldn't have worked out the way I wanted. I just want to know how bad it would have been. Would he have immediately arrested me on suspicion of drinking and driving? Or would he have just laughed at me and then given me the breathalyzer anyway? He wasn't going to tear up the ticket. There's just this piece of me that thinks, what if I had just asked him that? Yeah. Anyway, uh, there will be no more inner monologues in 2024 because when the police pull you over now in California, they have to tell you why. There's no more of this, you know why I pulled you over, which, by the way, the correct answer is, I don't know. Uh, according to attorneys, you do not convict yourself. Yeah, do not, not convict yourself. Learn that from, from yeah, attorneys and Mo Kelly. What was it Did for? Did Mo tell you that too? He said yeah. the same thing. What was it for, officer? I don't know. Uh, yeah, do you know why I pulled you over? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I'm as curious as you are, sir. Yeah, that's exactly it. More L.A. Law is next. I'm Chris Merrill in for Tim Conway Jr. On KFI AM 640, we are live everywhere in your iHeartRadio app. You're listening to Tim Conway Jr. On Demand. 
from KFI AM 640. Uh, the great uh, Alex Michelson uh, joins us right now. Alex, you're going to have to deal with the B team today. So, sorry, pal. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah, but We're gonna it, have is, fun. it is what it is. Yeah. But listen, I know you've got the, you got the big shoe, right? You got the big shoe. The the issue is what uh, what are you tackling? And then I wanted to kind of get to pick your brain about a few things going on here too. Sure. Um uh well, uh, tonight is our final episode of the year on the issue is which airs every Friday night at 10:30 on Fox 11 and um we've got a a comedian and impressionist who's just amazing. His name is Matt Friend. He does 250 different voices and does all these politicians, and he's just been on, like, a professional role. And so we do New Year's uh, resolutions from these politicians, and we reenact the Newsom-DeSantis debate. It kind of feels a little bit more like SNL than a regular episode of The Issue is. And then we take a look back at the whole year in politics with our, our best moments of the years, including our interviews with the governor and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Karen Bass and and. Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy and all different uh, folks and George Clooney and others as well as we look back on on the year and, and think about what's going to happen in next year as well. So, Alex, I always wonder how this works out. By the way, I, I knew uh, Matt Friend. Didn't he, doesn't he do a Howard Stern impersonation? I used to uh, listen to him. I think Stern used to have him on, and he would argue with Stern as Stern. It was the funniest thing. It was wonderful. He does, he does a Howard Stern impression. We actually met years ago in, in, when during the, like, three weeks when that app Clubhouse was a thing. <laughs> and he did the fake I remember that, Howard yeah. Stern room on Clubhouse, and he was so amazing. It had me on as a guest on that, and I said, we got to bring you on our show, and I was one of the first people to put him on TV. And he's since blown up into this huge, huge star. I mean, this he was just on with uh, Stephen Colbert this week doing voices of Trump and Mitch McConnell and other things on, on that show. And, yeah, Howard Stern, who's not one who particularly loves impressions of him, thinks that this guy is great and has brought him on a lot to play Howard Stern. And sometimes they call people together with him as fake Howard and Howard is real Howard. <laughs> it, it's, it was the funniest thing because, uh, it, yeah. it, in fact, at one point uh, I was – I haven't I haven't heard him in a while, uh, but uh, I know that at one point Howard was losing his mind because he could he couldn't figure out if it was like uh, the guys playing a tape of him or if it was this guy doing the impersonation, which was really it's really <laughs> tremendous. Yeah, Alex, when you're getting ready for a, a year end thing, and I always wondered about this because I I always wondered if I was doing it wrong. Do you uh, throughout the year just kind of mark things off and say, oh, you know what, that'll be good for the end of the year? Are you thinking about that consciously as the year is going on, or do you get to about the about uh, Thanksgiving and then go, oh crap, and suddenly start digging through all of your your stuff and try to come up with you know your year in review material? Uh, it was definitely oh crap. Logging stuff. I, I last uh, weekend uh, literally went through every show of, of the year. It's helpful for this show is only once a week and a half hour, so it's more manageable than like doing a five night a, a week show, which is harder. But um, yeah. but yeah, it, uh, it 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 was a process. Although you know, honestly, if you think back about it and, and you try to think in your mind what were the moments that stand out, usually the first things that come to your mind should be the things that you do. Um, and if the, you forgot about it, there's probably a reason. Do you find that as you're seeing other uh, uh, news outlets that are saying, oh, here's our year in review, you kind of go through and you go, oh, oh, that's right. I got to make sure I get that one in there, too, uh, because I, uh, I, I do that. I go, oh, I forgot that was this year. I got to make sure I pull that. 
Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I mean, for us, what we tried to do, I think, with this one was really make it more about our show and the moments yeah. that really stood out to us more than just like yeah. we're going to do the most comprehensive look back at the year as a whole because uh, there's plenty of other people that are doing that, frankly, better and have more resources to do that. But it was more about what stood out for, for our year looking yeah, back. That's why, that's why you're good. That's it. Uh, that's why uh, <laughs> I have oh crap moments, and I'm just like, ah, I better find something here real quick. Alex Mickelson yeah, yeah. is uh, uh, Alex Michelson is from uh, Fox 11, uh, and he's got the the issue is the big talk show. Uh, and uh, Alex, I appreciate you being on the show and 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 dealing with us here at the B team. One of the stories that I I was curious about your take on this, uh, and I don't know if you I don't know if you covered it, and I apologize, I, I'm not sure. The LA Times had it. And it talked about uh, retired uh, uh, capers. Uh, uh, employees, so cops and firefighters and things like that, that were moving to Idaho. And they were, basically, they were collecting their California pensions, which is more than most of the people in the suburb were making in their, uh, you know, when they were working. Uh, and they're coming in there and they're kind of reframing the the look of this uh, suburb of Boise and all these other things. But I, I wondered if you covered that. And if so, was there any thought given to sort of the reaction of Californians watching uh, the pension dollars go to another state. That always, it, it kind of struck me. As much as Idaho was happy to have California dollars coming, how much are Californians feeling like, wait a minute, you know, we're paying you a pension that's a pretty sizable pension so you can live comfortably here, not so that you can ditch and keep collecting checks. I, I didn't extensively cover that particular story, but we have covered the larger issue that you're talking about. And what perhaps is even more interesting than moving somewhere else with pension is how many employees live out of state and work here, <laughs> especially oh, yeah. a lot of people in the firefighting world um, who you know only have to work maybe a few days and then get a long break because that's the way the thing is set up. They will literally live in other states. Uh, take their tax money, take their real estate, take all the rest of that to other states where their money can go a lot further and then come back here. Um, and that is an issue for the city of yeah. Los Angeles and for the county of Los Angeles. Now, part of it, of course, is L.A. should make uh, homes more affordable here so that it's easier yeah. for people working here to live here. Um, but that is, uh, you know, a, a not insignificant chunk of, of the, uh, you know, workforce, especially in those fields. Um, don't even live in the state of California, which is pretty extraordinary. That is trippy. I just think about all the tax dollars just being funneled elsewhere because of that little loophole. Uh, and is there anything the state right? can do? Because I got a feeling that the union would certainly oppose it if the state said, look, we're going to put some sort of a residency requirement uh, in place. Yeah, I'm sure that they're they're not looking to do that. I mean, I think, you know, some of it, uh, honestly, is dealing with some of the issues here, though, and, and try to make it easier for people to to live here. Or, um, you know, one of the things that I think in like the police uh, line of work they're trying to do is um, to help subsidize the cost of housing um, so that it is easier for some of those guys to, to work here and live in the city of Los Angeles. Uh, because now there's been such a shortage of cops after everything that happened a few years ago with Black Lives Matter and people not wanting to get into the force and then cutting down on the forces and now people want to add more to the forces. Uh, it's really competitive to hire people. And so all the different departments are adding bonuses or you know, signing bonuses or, or, or even some of the housing help is one of the ways they're trying to recruit people to come here. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what the solution is. I mean, uh, I appreciate everybody trying, but it was, it was uh, interesting when you said uh, that uh, you know they ought to make it more affordable to live here. Well, that'd be great. 
uh, for all of us. It was making more affordable. For everybody. Yeah. Right. Uh, I've yet to find that magic wand, though, and I've checked most of the, the magic shops around the area and haven't been able to come up with that one. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully somebody's got that uh, in their bag of goodies. Alex, good to hear from you, man. Thank you so much, and uh, have a great show here. Final show. Big show. Really big show. Hey, thank you very much. Have a happy new year to everybody listening on KFI. Appreciate the support all year. Thanks so much. Very good. Alex uh, Michelson from uh, Fox 11. Good dude. Good dude. We'll talk about AI stealing all of our jobs next. If we still have a gig in the next uh, seven minutes. Chris Merrill, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere in your iHeartRadio app. You're listening to Tim Conway Jr. On Demand from KFI AM 640. Apple is jumping into the AI game. And, you know, yesterday I was talking about Apple and their um, their app. In fact, I think Angel was uh, getting in on this with us. We were talking about the new journaling app. And I said, I just don't have the, I just don't have the bandwidth to try to learn a new app and learn all the things I need to do to really get the most out of the app when I know full well that app is going to be replaced by advancing technologies in the, the not-so-distant future. And that's the worst so, part is that when you learn it and then... It's gone. It's gone. No more. Yeah, I mean, I was just reading stuff today about how Windows 10 uh, will lose support, and when it does, it'll be all just heaps of electronic waste will be everywhere, all because Microsoft introduced a Windows 11. I saw a couple stories pop out about that, and I thought, oh my gosh, Windows 11 has been out for like two years now. Windows 10 support is going to stick around for a while. Just relax. There's not going to be just a ton of e-waste, but sure enough. The world evolves, and how much effort do I want to put into learning something like that? I don't. Although, I was telling my son, when it comes to AI, I probably should learn some more AI. I was jacking around with uh, AI pictures yesterday. It was the first time I'd ever done it. Uh, the Microsoft Designer. You guys used that before to try to make an AI photo? Oh, that sounds just- like fun. Yeah, you just put in you 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 type up what you want it to be, and then it'll it'll kick out a picture. Um, sometimes it's a little off, though. You know, sometimes uh, like I had uh, uh, a friend of mine is a is a farmer, uh, lives in Kansas, uh, has a farm, and so I was uh, making an AI photo of him sticking out his tongue, kind of a holiday card thing. Is corny. Don't get me started on it. But anyway, uh, like the AI is not good at human tongues. I can tell you that. And somehow he had three rows of teeth. He had an upper, a middle, and a lower jaw. I don't know exactly why that worked out that way. Like a shark, like a farmer shark. Kinda, yeah. Uh, And it would be cool if it looked intentional. It just looked like there was a glitch in the matrix. So it wasn't. It wasn't super. I was going to say, the, like, when they do that, sometimes it looks like when you take a picture of someone and they're moving so fast that the camera can't catch it. That's exactly it. And yeah. that's what happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. That's that's exactly it. So now it's like the, the two of those things are combining as Apple has now opened negotiations with major news and publishing organizations to use their material in the company's development of generative artificial intelligence systems. Um, Apple is floating multi-year deals worth at least $50 million to license the archives of news articles. So from those news articles, they can then, uh, I guess, rewrite history or something of the sort. Anyway, I was thinking, do I need to learn these new apps that come out? No. But I probably should spend more time learning AI because, as my son reminded me yesterday, it's going to be around for the rest of my life. So I probably need to learn that. Um, And that just feels... 
daunting. I'm old enough that it starts to feel daunting. I realized once I got over the hill, it wasn't just that physically I was falling apart. It was mentally I just don't have the energy to do it anymore. I just don't have the energy to learn all this stuff. And I used to mock older generations for not knowing computers at all. And I'm at the point where I'm like, yep, I just don't need it. I just don't. You know what? Maybe just a, maybe just give me a, a, a pencil or a, a pen and some paper and I'm good. That's <laughs> kids it. Kids with your technology. Yeah, kids Knock these days. Off. I don't need any of that stuff. But I'm not alone. Uh, Politico ran a story today talking about California voters. A morning consult did the polling, and registered voters in California, 43% say they expect AI uh, to have a positive impact on their lives. 39% said they expect AI to have a negative impact because that's usually we just fear technology. Uh, 18% don't care. Uh, and then uh, over half, though, feel like AI is going to do, uh, steal jobs. AI is coming to take your jobs. The AI is here and is taking the jobs. They took our jobs. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, 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 they took our jobs. They took our jobs. They took our jobs, too. They took our jobs, They took our jobs. Correct. They took your jobs. They took your jobs. So many jobs have been took. <laughs> so many tooken jobs. <laughs> Hey, hey, Chris, how, how long have you been waiting to use that? Mm, definitely all day. And I'm, kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of proud because I did not take uh, the monologue from Taken, which is uh, ready to go at any moment, too. <laughs> so we have that to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe if we get another one of these, they're taking our jobs, you'll, you'll hear that. Uh, I don't know what you want. Yeah. I have a very if you're looking for a ransom, yeah. I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have yes, is AI. are a very particular set of skills. I can make cat Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Indeed. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Aha, I'm going to steal your job. If you let my daughter go now, uh -huh. that'll be the end of it. Well, that escalated quickly. All right, we'll talk about that holiday crap, including those uh, kiss, uh, Christmas gifts that are going to ruin uh, Christmas for your nieces and nephews. That is next. I'm Chris Merrill in for Tim Conway Jr. KFI AM 640. We are live everywhere on your iHeartRadio app. Conway Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Now you can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 4 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday and anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.